The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. It's Friday, December 26th. You know what that means? Of course, I am now six months away from turning 40. Oh, and also, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, joining me for the Best Bets Podcast to break down all the games against the spread. Oh, it's, uh, it's, no, we got no tan. Just a, uh, it's a white Christmas is what it is. RJ White and Kenny White joining me, Pete Prisco AWOL today because, um, he's old and can't figure out the internet. So we'll uh, we'll give out Pete's uh, bets and his best bets and all that, but he won't be joining us. How you guys doing? There is no truth to the rumor that Pete is scared of how good I'm doing, that he's skirting this podcast. <laughs> so everybody get out of your heads. He is not scared. He is not scared of me. That there's no truth to that rumor. I don't know who started this scurrilous rumor, but it's not true. <laughs> I shouldn't have shown up after the week I had last week, the, my first really bad losing week. But I got to turn it around. I feel like I did a little bit extra work this week to try to be well prepared for this show. So uh, my uh, after Christmas present. Uh, all right, our parlay lost. Packers game. Did the over hit in that game? I can't remember that. No, twenty four sixty. We yeah, lost no, by Saturday. Yeah, that's right. It did not hit. Um, Teddy Bridgewater could have put it over with a, uh, he had fumbled in, in, on the goal line. Uh, week 15, RJ six and one, an absolutely scorching close of the season. You are attempting to walk down Pete. You were 1.5 percentage points behind him for the season. Pete went four and three. I went two and four. Kenny two and six. Kenny's still well above 50% at 56. RJ 58. Pete 59 and a half. I am sub 500 at 47 nine, which is crazy because I'm like nuclear. On our, our expert picks. Like I'm on fire right now. I think I've had like 10 plus, uh, I've hit 10 of the 10 games a week for the last three weeks. And these best bets just suck. I don't know what's happening. It's really, it's like reverse Prisco. Um, but we'll try and turn that around this week. By the way, dogs favorites are 97, 125 and one against the spread on the season. Now that's 44%. You can do the math. The dogs are barking this year. Home team sub 50% against the spread on the season as well. And, uh, primetime favorites, 37%. It's a dog year. Bucks minus nine and a half at the Lions. A high, we're going to do the Saturday games, of course, first. Uh, over under 54. I can tell you that Pete, uh, public Pete loves the over in this spot. Uh, do you agree? Disagree? What do you think about that over, RJ? 
since he's not here to defend himself, I'm going to lean the other way. I'm not best betting it, but I'll lean to the 54. I'm not going to lay a big number with an inconsistent Tampa team on the road. That Detroit defense is awful, so I can understand why he loves the over. They're 32nd in points per drive, 32nd in yards per drive, 31st in net yards per pass attempt, and red zone success rate. Um, but I would lean to the under only because I expect a good day from the Tampa defense. There's a chance Stafford could get knocked out. He doesn't finish this game. We know he's hurting. We know he's he's playing through injury. And if he doesn't finish this game, I don't know how Chase Daniel has any uh, any success against a pretty good uh, Bucks D. So that Bucks defense is going to have me lean to the over, uh, lean to the under. But you know, I can't lay all those points on the road. Yeah, it's a very good point. Um, I, I like Tampa in the game. It's a very big game for them. They do have a two game lead right now um, in the division or, or in in for the for the playoffs. They're two behind in the division, um, but they haven't clinched anything yet. So. Um, I think they come out to play. I uh, didn't like how they started last week, but they sure showed that they do have the talent uh, to be able to turn it on when they need to. Uh, I think this will be a different story up against a much weaker team who's uh, bottom five in run defense, bottom five in pass defense, and not 100% Stafford. So um, I'm on the Bucks as a small play, not a best bet. Yeah, I think that I would probably lean towards the Lions here because we've seen these dogs uh, bark pretty substantially. My one concern would be that in last week's game, we saw uh, the Lions pull Matthew Stafford out. And I don't actually think he got hurt. I think they were just down so many points that they yanked him out of there because they don't want him to get hurt. They can't have him suffer a major injury, maybe because they might end up trading him this offseason. So uh, there's a chase, a, ch- a chase that Dan- a chance that Chase Daniel uh, comes into this game. And if that's the case, then I don't know if you want to be leaning on the Lions to come through the back door. The Buccaneers have smothered and smashed bad defensive teams all uh, season or bad teams in general all season long. And um, it appears that the Lions uh, will be missing four defensive coaches because of COVID absences, uh, just reported by Dave Burkett of the uh, Detroit Free Press, which means they're going to be like, like basically who's calling plays? It's probably somebody who's never done it before. That should be a concern uh, for, for the Lions defensively. So I think the Bucks can kind of name their price here. Is um, it a concern? Yeah, maybe it's not a concern. You can't really do worse than the guys that that are getting paid to do it. So that's maybe, true. Maybe they have like an amazing game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe this guy shows up. Whoever it is shows up and uh, and is great at play calling. I, I think. But I think. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of with Kenny there. I think I lean towards the Bucks. Nine and a half is just a lot of points, but the Lions are pretty terrible, and they got stomped by the Titans. And the Buccaneers like to beat up bad teams. I'm I'm already distracted because I'm in general just. Um, like spacey today. And now my son has gotten a hold of uh, his mother's iPad and is texting me furiously. He says, come on, daddy, you away. You live from the stupid trick. Come over, come over, come over, come over. Now he's typing about poop. So uh, if I'm, if I suddenly burst out laughing, that's why 40 dollars at Cardinals <laughs> Cardinals minus five over under 49, Kenny. This is, uh, feels like the Cardinals are kind of getting right and it, it helps that Kyler Murray pouring it on here the last couple of weeks for their playoff push. Uh, not so much for the 49ers who are just banged up and lost to a bad Cowboys team. Yeah. The, uh, the, the defense has gotten healthier and it looks like Murray is, is healthy in the last two games, uh, playing above average. Um, I passed on the game. I really wanted to make a case for San Francisco now that they're eliminated, but. I'm not. I'm not going to uh, put money on uh, their backup quarterback, uh, C.J. Beathard. So um, I'm going to pass on this game. Um, Arizona needs to win. It's a must-win situation. A friend of mine told me years ago he loves to bet against those must-win teams because the line's overinflated to two and a half points on every one of them. And uh, 
the 49ers have a lot of class. They've got a lot of, uh, solid players still left on, on both sides. I think they'll, they'll come to play. So, uh, they, they, they outplayed Dallas last week. They should have won the game. They won the yards for play. They lost the turnover battle. So, uh, if they stay even on the turnover battle in this game, I think they could stay close in this football game. If you'd have made the line on the 49ers and Cardinals in week two this year, with Beathard at quarterback, this line probably would have been Arizona one and a half, two in the two and a half range. So it is a little, a little overinflated, I think. Yeah, it started out, you know, four, maybe three and a half early in the week. It's been inflated throughout the week. So Kenny's right there. That's why I didn't make it a best bet. I would lean to Arizona. Um, I think they should be a point higher than this, um, with Kyler healthy and that defense playing well. So I would go Arizona here, but I don't like it as a best bet because some of the values there, San Francisco's offense definitely not healthy, you know, not even just Beathard, you know, the rest of the, the skill position players aren't healthy yet. And that Arizona defense is pretty solid. Ninth in DVOA. Um, this line, the over under seems a little inflated after that weird San Francisco game last week, you know, that, that score like what 21 or 28 points in the fourth quarter probably i think 21 maybe with like two minutes left um this is a divisional rematch than those you want to lean under anyway um so i think there's a little bit too many points here so i would lean under i would lean arizona but i don't love either one of them yeah uh i think that i would probably be uh in a similar spot in terms of leaning towards arizona um kyler murray just causes problems and we've seen when he, when he's healthy and we've seen that seems like an understatement, but we've seen the, uh, the Cardinals already beat the 49ers when they were completely healthy 24 20 in week one. Car- Kyler's been a thorn in Robert, uh, Salas side for the past couple of years. He's just been a, they've struggled against rushing quarterbacks. So I kind of like the Cardinals in that regard, but I agree. I don't know if they're the type of team that just going to blow out the 49ers and run this run this thing up we've just seen them allow teams like non with the exception of maybe the jets and the cowboys when they were really running really hot early in the season those are really the only teams they've blown out i guess they took care of business against the giants too but by and large they're willing to let teams come back in so uh, i would lean cardinals but don't make it a best bet the final game on sunday Excuse me, Saturday. I'm a moron. Dolphins minus three at the Raiders over under 47 and a half. I think the entire free world will be on the Miami Dolphins. This game was like one RJ and that moved up to three. Everybody loves Tua and uh, the Dolphins in the spot against a Raiders team that's crumbling. Do you? Yeah, once I got to three, I made the Raiders a best bet. And that was kind of off and on my card. I didn't have a lot of spreads. I love that. So I ultimately put it on and made it a best bet. This is a tough spot for Miami. It's a long road trip coming off a huge emotional win against the hated, you know, New York, New England rivals. Um, so this could be a little bit of a down spot there. And that Vegas offense looked good with Mariota. They had 449 yards as their highest total since week five win over Kansas City. Um, so I don't think that they, I, I'm marking them off with Mariota at quarterback, marking them down that much. I think Gruden is going to love scheming up him and uh, scheming of him and under the center and Miami gives up a lot of yards uh, but wins on third down and Las Vegas offense ranks second and third down success rate so I think that's a little bit of an underrated battle that where Vegas can have success where other teams don't but Miami's played a lot of limited offenses lately this is going to be a tougher test for them and the only question I have is will Vegas be motivated they just lost they're probably they're out of the playoff hunt essentially I think they might have a one percent chance but uh, um, if they come in motivated I think they can win this game and I think that with Mario under setter he seems like the type of teammate his, his Tennessee teammates love when he got under center. So he seems like the type of guy that people root for, people play hard for. I think they'll play hard for him in this game. Um, so, yeah, I, I would go best bet Vegas, and I would lean to the over. 
He's a playmaker, uh, and I was uh, on the on the CBS show the other night with the Chargers, and I said, hey, there's no drop-off at quarterback. Mariota's as good as Carr. Uh, he, he can do a lot of things. Uh, he had no no help really in Tennessee for some reason. He was and he was injured. He was he was not a hundred percent, but he he is a hundred percent now, and that's that's really a big plus for him. Uh, I don't know if he starts. I, I still see Carr may may start this football game, but uh, either way, I like it over. Um, offensive line has not done a good job for the Raiders. It's been a problem, but they're so is their secondary, and their defense has been bad uh, right now. DVOA 29th in the league. I, I think that uh, this could be a game, a two a game that he finally has a big game. And uh, whoever's a quarterback uh, for the Raiders, I think puts up points. It's a must win for both teams. Usually I'd like these under, but I think this one turns out to be a uh, a high scoring matchup. I thought the total was just a little too low. 47 and a half. Uh, my total is 54 and a half on this one. Yeah, I, I, I think we could absolutely see some points. You know, I do wonder though, if the Dolphin, like the Raiders, I think if the, I think if we see the total go over, I think it's probably because the Raiders are putting up those points. I, I can't see. You know, Las Vegas limiting Tua too much in this spot. And I do agree. There's no drop off here. Mariota might be better. It might be an upgrade in terms of quarterback play. And that's not just me crapping on Derek Carr because that's what we like to do on this podcast. But, um, I mean, it's sort of that, but mostly it is, uh, it is praise of, of Marcus Mariota who is willing to throw vertical. He's willing to target Darren Waller and he's willing to attack, um, you know, in, uh, you know, in terms of, in terms of what this offense can do. So I don't, I don't hate the over. I want to l- love the Dolphins, but I think there's too much inflation there. So I would, I would probably lean towards RJ's point. I think you'll see a t- the public will be all over the Dolphins in this spot. They think the Dolphins are a good team, a competent team, a fully, uh, executable offense. And I'm just not sure that it's entirely, uh, the case. Moving along to Sunday's action. Colts at Steelers. Colts minus one and a half. The over under is 44 and a half. Uh, Kenny, obviously the Steelers probably not going to be very popular with anybody after they laid a complete egg against the Bengals on Monday night. Yeah. You know, I think they're still trying to get healthy and, and, and they did make an admiral comeback in that game, but it, it, it's again, a team that uh, they lose a game on short rest against Washington. Um, just not right against Buffalo still trying to shake the cobwebs out and thinking, you know what? We're two touchdown favorites. We're going to walk out and we're going to beat Cincinnati. They're terrible. There, there was the preparation, the intensity, the motivation will be 100% different in this football game. Uh, they'll, they'll be ready to play. I think they come out and play one of their better games here. Um, they were unlucky to lose that game actually because of turnovers. Um, and, uh, Indianapolis was lucky. They were actually lucky last week beating Houston and, uh, um, this is a game where Pittsburgh has to have. I know that Indianapolis still, they're in a must-win situation, ranked number six, and it's going to be a big game for both teams. And Pittsburgh's in. So they have less pressure on them in this game than Indianapolis does. I'm taking Pittsburgh plus the points. I still think this should be a field goal favorite. Yeah, I don't have any faith in that Pittsburgh offense, but the Indy defense has been shaky lately. They've averaged 424 yards allowed in their last four. Um, I know Prisco's also on the Steelers as a best bet like Kenny. Uh, that would make me a little hesitant because my lean is the other way. I lean to the Colts. I loved it when they were dogs on the look-ahead line. Then that Monday night game happened. Everybody jumped on the Colts. It pushed up because everybody kind of sees uh, Steelers is overrated. I don't like the value at minus one and a half. I want to be catching points with the Colts. Um, that offense for the Colts has played a string of terrible defenses. So I know the offenses look great. When 
when you play the Titans twice, the Texans twice, Packers are solid, but then Vegas is the other one. I mean, it's tough to gauge how actually good that offense is because most teams are going to roll over those defenses. So I would lean to Indy, but I don't love it, um, especially with these guys on the Steelers. So I'm going to pass it. Uh, I'll take the Colts as the best bet. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm with you. I would like to, I would like to be getting points. That would be, uh, that would be, that would be much better because you know, you're not giving points, you're getting points, but I do. And I do think it's a great buy low spot of the Steelers. Great sell high spot for the Colts. Don't care. The Colts are a better football team. They're running the ball really well. Offensive line is looking great. They're healthy enough to take care of the Steelers, even on the interior. Uh, you know, that's a strength on strength matchup. I think. Cameron Hayward can wreck games, but Quentin Nelson is a, is a beast. They're going to be blocking. They'll get downhill with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Phillip Rivers is playing some really good football right now. Not getting enough credit for it. Bit of a revenge spot for him. Cause you know, Big Ben, 04 draft guy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Big Ben wants to step up. I don't think it matters though, because the way that the Steelers play with their lack of a running game, uh, DeForest Buckner is going to create serious issues for them there. And then with their short passing game, that's not going to fly with the way that the Colts can play defense underneath with their zone coverage and Darius Leonard there. So I think this is just a terrible matchup for Pittsburgh and Indianapolis is going to beat them and it's going to set up a week 17 game between the Browns and the, uh, the, the Steelers for the division title, which is crazy to think about. Rams at Seahawks, Seahawks minus one and a half over under 47 and a half. Oh, by the way, um, my bad. I didn't mention it. Pete had the Steelers as a best bet. And had the, I mentioned the over in the Bucks lines, but, uh, Pete also has the Steelers as the best bet along with Kenny. Uh, Pete also along with Kenny has the Rams as a best bet. Uh, well, how come you in on, uh, LA here, Kenny? Yeah, that, uh, last week, you know, I, I throw games like that out. Uh, this is a team that just didn't show up and this is the game that means something. They, they need to beat Seattle in this game. They win this game. Uh, they're the leaders of the division. They jump from, I think, the sixth spot or seventh spot in the playoffs to the three, number three. Um, I, I think they're the better football team. The Seattle team has gotten better defensively, um, but their offense has gone backwards. Uh, they're not the same offense, obviously, that they were early in the season. Um, yards per play. They haven't gained more than six yards per play since week number nine. Um, the defense has been good, though, as I said. I think they've gotten better, but I, I think that could be a – who they played, uh, they played Philadelphia, the Giants, the Jets, and Washington. Um, four really bad, four really bad offenses. So um, I'm not going to give too much credit to this defense. Still, um, I think the Rams will they'll be much more focused. I like teams off this situation, off just a horrendous loss um, to bounce back the next week. Um, DVOA numbers still have them uh, one of the top teams in football, um, number six in the NFL, six weighted. Um, seven on offense and four on defense. They're in the top 10 in both categories. Seattle's defense still 20th in DVOA. So a far better defense. Um, and this one getting points, I'll take them. Yeah, it's weird that Seattle just opened things up in the early, in the first half of the season and hit their highest potential they could be. And then as soon as they got better on defense, they're like, all right, let's scale it back and let's start winning, you know, games. It seems like they're just addicted to losing, to winning, to playing close games, I mean, win or lose. They just have to. Like they've, aside from that jet slapper, I mean, it's all been close games. And in this series, they don't blow out McVay's Rams. The Rams have only lost twice versus Seattle with McVay, uh, you know, coaching the team. Neither was by more than six. I think one was six and one was one point. The Rams were obviously caught looking ahead last week. They just 
figured they'd roll in, beat the Jets. And, um, you know, this was the big game for them. Uh, I think they'll give Seattle fits. You know, they gave up 16 points last time. You could see a similar game. The Seattle D is also playing well. They helped six straight Seattle games go under. The Rams are 10 and four to the under this year. So I would lean to the under 47 and a half, but I'm making it part of my teaser, uh, tease the Rams up. Uh, I do like your play on the Rams, but I would just prefer to get them over a touchdown because it just seems like it's going to be a close game either way. So I'll take the three and the four out of the equation, tease the Rams up to seven and a half as part of my teaser. Yeah. Uh, Rams are a best bet for me too. So we'll, I assume that means we can put the Rams in the, uh, in, in the pick six podcast parlay, which, well, let's get away from these totals, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe let's yeah, right? focus on some of these spreads. These totals are killing us. Uh, I, I, I think the Rams are a great spot here. And when you look at the way that they match up with Seattle, um, like they have a cornerback in Jalen Ramsey who is as elite as it gets in the NFL right now. Seattle leans on DK Metcalf to make the offense work, especially when they're trying to chase points. And we've seen Ramsey can, can, you know, at least limit Metcalf and, and, and minimize what DK is going to do in terms of their offense. And that frees up Aaron Donald to just get after Russell Wilson. It makes it a lot less likely that he's going to run around and make some plays in the backfield because Donald just has a motor that keeps going. I think it's just a bad matchup. And I think uh, the Rams are going to sweep when it's all said and done. The, um, I think they'll get the Cardinals twice and they'll take care of business in the, uh, in the Seahawks here. I think they'll close out, win the game, win the division maybe. So that's our first best, our first bet in the podcast parlay. Browns minus nine and a half at the Jets over under 47 here, Kenny. Yeah, the the Brownies are playing uh, at a high level right now, and it's because that running back, Nick Chubb, the, he is right there. Uh, him and Derrick Henry are two top backs on football. I do like Dalvin cooking and put the three in a package and maybe roll the dice. You take any one, but um, I, I think Chubb is just so outstanding. He's just uh, – it turns that offense completely around. Uh, gives Baker more time, gives him play-action pass. Um, looking at a Jets team that just really put – all their effort. I think they put all their effort into the Ram game and I just don't think they can duplicate that. I don't think they want to win again. They just, they are so glad they did. They got off the, uh, they didn't finish zero and 16. That's that made their season right there. I just don't see them being able to show up back to back weeks. Good teams have a hard time putting two games together. I just don't see the jets doing it. I see the, the Browns continue to roll the way they've been rolling. So even though favorites aren't covering, um, they will start to cover a little bit. Maybe the last two weeks are where the favorites start to to, to bump up here. But I, I do like the Brownies. Yeah, I think it's hard to gauge the motivation factor of teams that have nothing to play for. And the Jets are one of those teams now because they don't have to worry about being 0-16. So they can just <laughs> lose these last two games and go home and figure out, you know, what what's the issue. I wanted to love Cleveland here for that result, you know, fading the Jets off their first win. Uh, but public is lining up to take Cleveland. I think it, I saw in Sportsline it was 87% of the public tickets wow. are, on, are on Cleveland. And uh, with that huge number, I mean, that has me a little bit worried. It's a massive look-ahead spot. We saw it just happen with the Rams against the Jets. Now the Browns got Steelers. They're thinking about winning that division, like Brinson's saying. Uh, they saw what, the, what, what that did to the Rams last week when they were thinking about what they would do to Seattle. Uh, I think Cleveland can throw all over the Jets if they want to, but somehow the Rams were, should have been able to and they didn't. So uh, so what happened there? So Prisco's on the Jets. That has me a little bit more hesitant on, uh, um, on being with the Browns. Well, it, it- it kind of, though, is a different situation. The Rams lost last week and still can win this week and would take the lead in the division. If the Browns lose this game, they're out. They don't, they can't, they can't say, well, we'll win next week. They've got to win this week and then they've got to win next week. So 
Uh-huh. I just think the focus is there. When you play a team that you, th- you think you're just going to run all over, it's not going to be that tough. You start thinking about you're starting to play the ne- the next team, you know, the next week already in your mind, and that just well, and it happens. But they're not a 14 point favorite where they should be right now. And if you do like the Browns, um, lay it now because it's going to go up. And I can see this game closing around 13. Just the wow, yeah, because there is 91 percent, 91 percent of all tickets are being bet right now on the Browns. They're going to have to even that money out somehow. It, it's going to, it's, you know, it's not a lot of money. These are probably $10, $20, $50 bets, but that's, that's a high percentage. I think this number will go up and it'll go way up. I, I made the game, um, I made the game 17 off my wow. power. Ratings. 17. That's what it should I, be. I also think that th- there's a, sorry, RJ, I don't know if you're done. I don't want to. No, I just can't. Sev- I mean, I know road teams have been doing well, and uh, but I just can't do a 17 on the road. I don't care if it is the Jets. So, yeah, I'm just staying away from this. Something's fishy about it. All the public loves the Browns. Why isn't it higher, like Kenny's saying? should be higher. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to love the Browns, but I'm watching my hands of it and staying away. The the one thing that I think is sort of being undersold here, and the reason why maybe this factors into why Kenny has it at 17, Quentin Williams is out for this game. That's a big deal. That dude has been playing his ass off this season and, and really, uh, developing into a, a blue chip guy for the, for the Jets. Makai Becton's also been a stud too. They'll have a fun little matchup. I assume Miles Garrett will be good to go, but the lack of Quinn and Williams against a team like the Browns that is so efficient at running the football should be a big red flag. I think, I do think this could be, and I'm surprised that so many people are on the Browns because I thought that Maybe the Jets win would have some people thinking, all right, the Jets are feeling frisky again. They've kind of come in waves like this. So I guess we could see them being up a little bit this week. Uh, but I would go Browns here. I actually think I like the under better than anything else. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, the Browns defense isn't great, but 47 points is a really high total for a Browns team that just won 20 to six against the Giants. Sorry ass Giants team in this same, same building. And I don't think Sam Donald's going to sling it all over the place against this team. I wouldn't be surprised if Baker Mayfield had a really nice game, but I don't think he'll do what he did against Tennessee. I, I like the under as a best bet in this spot. Uh, and I would, uh, but I would lean towards the Browns as well, just because it's so hard to take the Jets. Although obviously that burned everybody last week. Broncos at Chargers. All right. Uh, Pete has a best bet on the Jets. So wait, does that make you more likely to take the Jets or less likely to take the Jets? <laughs> no, it made, it's made me less likely to take the Browns. My lean was to the Browns, but I saw Pete on the Jets and every, add everything else up fishy about the game. And I didn't, I didn't, Pete's I didn't a sharp or like, I don't look at his, he's a 59 and a half percent. I mean, yeah. how are you going to go against his best bets this year? Eh, he's fine. Um, that's true. He is, he has been hot on his best bets. Broncos and Chargers, Chargers minus three over under 48 and a half. Pete is going over for a best bet. In this one, I assume, uh, you know, here's the deal. The Broncos are down to the eighth string cornerback and Justin Herbert. He's a star, Brinson. I told you he's going to be a star. You were wrong. Admit it. He's a star. Uh, that's his logic for going over is my, my presumption, RJ. Any thoughts on this game? Did we get Prisco connected and he's just not on video? I thought I heard him. Did he come into the room? <laughs> I mean, I agree with that point. I think that that the Denver issues at cornerback, you know, against the ninth ranked DVOA on offense will uh, play into this. So I would lean to the Chargers at minus three. I think they could take advantage of it. But Broncos and Chargers are both eliminated. It's a division matchup. Who knows who shows up? Who knows who who's checked out? You know, if the players aren't responding to Anthony Lane because they think he won't be there, then then the Chargers could have a flat game. Um, You know, I just it's hard to gauge how who's going to show up for this game and who's going to be ready to play. So I'm just staying away from it. But over is a decent play to me. You know, I, I do. I didn't put it on the sheet, but um, I do like the over as well. Meaningless football game with two teams that I think can uh, get it done offensively against each other. So I did uh, 
uh, have a small play on the Broncos, um, plus the three and a half, not the three. Um, I do see some three and a halves out there, and that's the, the biggest reason I like it is that hook. Two bad teams, as RJ said, where's the motivation at? You don't know really which team is playing. It could be two lame duck coaches. So in a situation like this, I think that, I think the talent is pretty much equal between these two teams. I don't think that, that the Chargers are that much better. DVOA numbers has, uh, waited over the last uh, six weeks. The Broncos number 29 and the Chargers number 30. These are two bad teams. So I'll, I'll take the three and a half and I'll, I'll go over with you guys. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, I don't hate the over here. Do we want to make that a best bet? Possibly. I don't think anybody really loves it except for Pete. We're all just kind of like, yeah, it sounds about right. I, you could also see this game being like 28-17 and just not a ton of points. Um, did that get to the over? No, that did not get to the over. No. Um, let's, uh, let's tuck that one away and we'll think about it. If this oh. is not, you just don't need to be betting on the chart. The Chargers don't need to be laying, uh, more than once, like more than half a full score to anybody. Like that's the problem is the Chargers will let anybody and their brother through the back door. And nobody loves throwing fourth quarter touchdowns in garbage time like Drew Locke this season. That's what he does. He goes out there, he wings it around and gets a bad defense in the fourth quarter. Um, I do think there's a Chris Harris revenge angle here. He's been talking about it. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he ended up with an interception. I think that you could probably talk me into maybe taking the Chargers in the first half. Like they get a big lead and then gag it to a team that loves to storm back on people. I'm not, I, I'm taking the points though. I'm not if, on a lean I, and I'm not just not taking anything on this game uh, in general, but so I would lean Broncos. I'm perfectly fine with the over. If that's something we wanted to do, let's take a quick break and we come back. We'll rip through the rest of the games. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of new balance, clutch athletics and rich Paul. The designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kenny's sticking with us for the whole show. That's all right, Kenny. Yeah, no, don't have anywhere to go today. Cool. It's a Wednesday. I know. It's nice. I mean, I mean, it's a Friday. It feels like a Friday. I'm drinking at 3.30, so I mean, it's, it's basically a Friday. Um, it's just basically it's a Monday. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like the uh, delineation, yeah, it's a Wednesday. I'm drinking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm awake. It's a holiday week. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Bagels and Texans. I don't even know that was part of the podcast or not. Texans minus eight over under 46. I can tell you that Pete Frisco has a best bet on the Houston Texans here. RJ might be leaning the same way. I have a best bet on the Texans too. Uh, I, I, this is a great teaser team, but I didn't, I don't want to tease it down because I just wanted to lay the points. Since he coming off a massive win, you know, huge, uh, against a rival on a short week, I doubt they show up for this game at all. They're not going to be ready to play here. It's a big ma- mismatch of the Houston pass offense. That's seventh in DVOA against the Cincy pass defense. That's 26th in DVOA. And that Houston offense has 300 plus pass yards in four of their last five. I think Deshaun is just going to carve up the Bengals look to have a huge game here. Um, it's not like Ryan Finley did much in that win. I know some, a certain someone has to get a tattoo. 
two of them, but it's not like he won that game for them, <laughs> uh, running around. You know, he made a few plays with his legs, but I mean, he didn't throw the ball at all. I just don't assume that he's going to score on a bad Houston defense just because they, they're coming off a win, uh, especially if they had a Dallas game. Dallas has a terrible defense and they scored seven points in that game. So I hate the spot for Cincy. I love the QB mismatch for Houston. I will lay the eight points, even with a bad Texans team, just because Cincy is so bad. And this is the perfect spot to fade him. I didn't put anything on the sheet because I really didn't see a line. I'm, I'm looking at a couple of the top sports books. There no line out, but then I look on the screen down the way. There is minus eight. Uh, a lot of places here in Vegas right now taking bets on this. I made them, I made Houston 14. So I'm, I'm right Ow. along with you. Give me the Texans as the best bet. I love all, all RJ's reasoning. And, um, I think he's right. It's a, I got LD written on my sheet, let down Cincinnati and extremely teams coming off lucky wins. Um, have only covered 30% of the time in the last five years. The Bengals are in that lucky win situation. Uh, Houston just has too much firepower. The one thing that Houston does not do well is protect their quarterback. That's the one thing that Cincinnati doesn't do well themselves, rush the quarterback. So I don't think there'll be pressure on Deshaun Watson. I did a show last year on CBS, and they said, name your top five quarterbacks. And um, I think I named Deshaun Watson third last year, third best quarterback in the NFL. And it was like, what, whoa, whoa, what, what, wait a minute. No, he's not even in, is supposed to be in the discussion of top 10. How could you put him in the top five? He is a top five NFL quarterback. Give him some time, put him behind a good offensive line. He will carve up any defense in the NFL. He's just that great of a quarterback. But for some reason, Houston can't get him any pr- protection. He'll get protection in this game. I think he has a big game. Yeah. He, uh, I agree with that. The Bengals won't rush the passer. And the one thing that the Texans do terribly is stop the run. The Bengals aren't a good running team. They have Giovanni Bernard. And I mean, like he, he, oh, sorry. I thought Kenny was jumping in. Um, yeah. I mean, like he, um, yeah. I mean, like they don't, they don't, they, the Bengals aren't good. The Bengals are a terrible football team. They played their Super Bowl against the Steelers on Monday night. They brought everything. They brought all the tricks, all the gadgets, all the gimmicks. And Ryan Finley walked away with 89 passing yards, and they beat the Steelers. That is terrible. You should never win a football game with 89 passing yards in 2020. Deshaun Watson might have 890 passing yards against the uh, the Bengals in this week. And I think uh, Frank Stample and I talked about it on the DFS pod. Deshaun Watson's a sneaky great stack with Brandon Cooks or maybe even Chad Hansen because those guys could go off against a Bengals secondary that's going to be hungover as hell. You're not going to see a ton of effort from them. I agree completely. Let's make put the tech. Pete's got him in there. Kenny's got him. RJ's got him. Let's throw him in there. Uh, Texans minus eight as part of the parlay. I feel like we're going to hit three sides. They're going to hit straight up. Titans at Packers. Packers minus three and a half over under. 56. Kenny, I am with you here because I think you like the over in this spot. Yeah, I lo- love the over. We're going to get snow. Yeah. So this this field, with they have the coils under the field to heat that field up, and when it snows, it makes it slippery, and it's good. It's a good traction field for, for the offenses. They'll know where they're going. Defenses will slip a little bit. Um, two great offenses. This, this is going to be fun game to watch. Monday night game. This is all... This, I, I just bet, uh, last week, I bet the Titans to, to win the Super Bowl at 28 to one and, uh, or 30 to one, I got them at and 15 to one to win the AFC. Um, I think the defense will improve a little bit, but I think this offense is so good. It just gets unstoppable. We saw what they did last year in the playoffs. Uh, and this, they started steamrolling about week seven last year and just steamrolled into the playoffs. And, you know, they got beat by, by Patrick Mahomes and a great comeback. I, I think they're going to continue to steamroll teams on offense right now and, uh, the Packers will be able to answer back, and they'll be able to score at will here. This will be a great game to watch. I think both teams get into the 30s. 
Yeah, Tennessee's offense has been excellent. Number three in DVOA, number two in points per drive. Green Bay's offense has been slightly better in both categories. And I have no idea how a bad Tennessee defense slows them down at all. I don't care what the field conditions are. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers is playing with zero legs and he and one arm and he, he's going to throw it all over this defense because uh, they won't get any pressure on him. And he'll be able to pick apart that secondary all day. And I think Green Bay can at least get a few stops on defense um, with the familiarity of that field. Um, and uh, just there have a, a better defense. They have a mid-range defense in the, in the middle of the rankings as opposed to Tennessee's, which is just straight up bad. Um, they're 10th thir- and third down success rate, 15th in the red zone uh, success rate. So that tells me that Tennessee might score, you know, 28 to 31 points, but the Packers are going to get to 41. So uh, I have a best bet, Packers minus three and a half. I think you'll be able to get three. It looks like it wants to tip over to three. So wait and see if you can get three. And if you see three on the board, grab the Packers because I think it's a great spot for them. So in the last seven, <laughs> this is ridiculous. In the last seven uh, December games in which he has played. Derrick Henry, do you know how many rushing yards Derrick Henry has <laughs> over the last two years in December? Seven games. What do you think the total is? Fifth, over 1,500. No, no, no. It's not quite that high. 971, no? though. I was going to say 900 something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought he had 200. Almost was averaging 200 a game last year at the end. No, well, he, he was, but it was, um, he had one of those December games against Houston where he just, he went sub 100 yards. Oh, okay. Like if you include those, I mean, yeah, if you include like the, he's like over 150, if you include some of those November games. And then you basically, you go back to like week 10 of last year and then week 10 of this year. And he just turns it on. The dude just gets stronger and he's just yeah. getting downhill. The Packers are bad against the run. The Titans are going to be able to pound the ball. As you point out, the slips, like this is a snover because it's going to go over because of the snow, because the Packers defenders won't be able to deal with Derrick Henry. He makes one cut, and he's gone. If he gets his hand on you, you're going to slip and slide and get pushed into oblivion. And the same thing goes with Aaron Jones and this Titans defense and and Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers lives for snow games. This isn't going to bother him one bit. He hopes it's dumping at Lambeau Field. I think the over is a great play. Um and I'm with Kenny in terms of that being a best bet for me. This is going to be an awesome game to watch. I mean, just two two high-caliber teams on Sunday night in crazy weather. Rodgers winging it around. And look, don't sleep on Ryan Tannehill either. He's playing some awesome football. He's probably a top-ten quarterback over the last two years, and I think he'll keep them close. I would take the I would lean to the Titans here, but I like the over as a best bet. Uh, Bills at Patriots. Bills minus seven in New England. Patriots eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, Really, I, I'm surprised by this. The total here is 46. It's a really high number for a, for a Bills Patriots game. And, and Kenny, you may even like the over. <laughs> I do like it over. Uh, Ow. I, I don't know what type of Patriot team shows up in this game. Uh, I, I'm impressed with the Bills offense. Um, they just have played so well running and throwing the football. They're dangerous right now. And I, the Patriots, um, their defense right now, DVOA has them 20. Third in the NFL. I think they're a little better than that. But again, I don't know if they show up or that they may be the 32nd defense in the NFL this week. A team that's been to as many Super Bowls and has much success as them to now be eliminated. This is a position they've never found themselves in. And I could expect Bill Belichick to play a bunch of second string guys to see what he has to see where he has to go next year to improve this football team. I think you could see the second string play offensively and defensively here. I don't know that. I didn't read that, but that's just my thought. And the Bills, it may not, they may have won the division, but you know what? It's not going to be a celebration until after they do beat the Patriots in this game. 
Yeah, Buffalo looks awesome. I don't want to bet against them right now, but I can't lay seven in Foxborough in prime time with Belichick playing his last meaningful game of the year. He's not going to care about that Jets game. The Jets are are one in a million. So I, I don't I don't know that he's caring about this. But if he can get a win on Buffalo after they they beat him early in the season, I think that would be big for him. And six straight New England games have gone under with their struggling offense. So I would lean to the under. I don't love the over. Um, so that would be my lean. Uh, but yeah, I I just don't know what to make in this game. I can't lay the points. It's um, so I'm just another. Gonna... Sorry, our gentleman. It's going to rain too. I, well, in the forecast, it says rain uh, for Monday night. So uh, this this field again holds up real good. Uh, artificial turf field should be slippery. That may help the offenses make it a couple crazy plays. RJ, go ahead. Yeah, if, if New England can do anything because they haven't really done anything. Yeah, that's the thing. Can New England score? I mean, like, would they kidding? Even that I, I was on Boston. Scored, that Chargers game, they scored 45 points, and they had, what, like 200-something yards of offense? It's not like they played really well. Yeah. I mean, New England's offense is – sorry, RJ, I, I did on you. But, I mean, New England's – I'm sort of with you. Like, I would lean under, and I would lean towards the Patriots, but I don't feel good about it. I mean, you're asking Bill Belichick to coach up – he basically has to create some magic here. And the only issue I, – I, I think Kenny's onto something. Like I would, I would say that it's possible that the Bills are, you know, like, oh, we won the division. Let's celebrate. Let's party. But I think they want to put the final nail in the coffin here. Like you win the division and then you go curb stomp Bill Belichick in Foxborough on primetime. You send a message to everybody. Now maybe that's asking too much and maybe the Bills will be too hyped up for it, but it does, you know, and they're kind of still, they still got to keep working to make sure they keep that. The two or three seed. You don't want the four seed to end up on KC side of the bracket. So they'll be motivated in this game, but seven points in New England is a whole heck of a lot. I think people will be loving the idea of fading the Patriots. So I'll, I'll take the Patriots, uh, but not as a best bet. Eagles minus two and a half at the Cowboys over under 49 and a half, RJ. Yeah, I have a best bet on the over here. Philadelphia's decimated secondary had no chance against Arizona, which gave up, uh, they gave up 526 yards of offense in that game. Dallas was facing the San Francisco B team on offense. You know, they've been playing backup quarterbacks and been missing George Kittle for all this time. And they still gave up 458 yards of offense. So I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Four of the last five games went over for Dallas. Both of the Jalen Hurts games went over for Philadelphia. I have a little more confidence in the Dallas D with the returning uh, defensive backs last week. They got healthier in the secondary and Eagles got a lot worse in the secondary with all their injuries. Um, So I think there's a little bit of value on Dallas too as the home team at plus two and a half, but I love the over. I think 49 and a half is too low. It should be in the fifties. I kind of missed the boat last week with the over with Arizona and having two quarterbacks that are dual threat guys and, uh, Jalen Hurts just made such a difference for this Eagles offense the previous week, but I still kind of thought I didn't have that high of rating on him. I still felt it was a drop-off, and I felt like Carson Wentz was playing poorly because that offensive line has lost everybody, and they, they, he had no time to pass. They had no running game, but I guess Hurts and his ability to run, that brought the, just a different element to that team that they needed to put a defense a little bit on edge and not really know what to expect. So this week I did upgrade uh, upgrade the, the Philadelphia rating a little bit and upgraded Hertz's rating and thought that uh, this would be a tight game because it's a big game for both sides. That was the only thing that kept me off the over. Both teams need to win this game. They still both have a playoff uh, uh, chance to win the division. So I, I, I'm going to just pass on it. Yeah. I I don't mind the over idea. I mean, I think the Eagles offense is crazy. It's just crazy how much better the Eagles offense is with Jalen Hurts in there. And I think part of it is obviously, you know, you're unlocking some, you know, some offensive 
some aspects of your offense by being able to run the football with your quarterback. But I also think it sort of unlocked Doug Peterson's play calling at freedom. Like he, he's got a lot more options in terms of what he's going to call. He's catering this. I feel like he's a little inspired catering this offense to, you know, to what Jalen Hurts needs to do. I think the teammates are, you know, everybody else in Philadelphia knows they need to raise the level of their play to, to make sure that Hurts is able to compete out there because it's a real, you know, you, it's just kind of different situation. And Hurts is just making plays that Carson Wentz wasn't making. Um, I would, I would definitely lean to the Eagles here. I think they have a, I think they're a good bet at seven to one to win the division. Um, you know, you need help from Washington, but they got some serious issues that we'll talk about with their quarterback, uh, and, and have a, don't have a great matchup against Carolina, I don't think. And, uh, you know, the Eagles went out. I think it's entirely possible. I do like RJ's call on the over there. I think tons of points could be scored in this game. Uh, Philadelphia, they'll, they'll, th- the, you could throw on the Eagles secondary and Andy Dalton should be able to do that giants at ravens ravens minus 11 over under 45 rj yeah i have a best bet on the under 45 here unders are 11 and 3 in giants games this year and i have no faith they'll figure out the quarterback situation in this one you know we've had a banged up daniel jones trying to play or colt mccoy who's very limited and the giants defense is great against the run they're sixth in yards per rush allowed um baltimore's offense slows down a bit uh i think after three pushover games here they were able to 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 carve up some bad defenses that giants offense though scored seven against arizona six against cleveland i can't expect better on the road in a tougher matchup here so this could be a ravens blowout and still be you know 28 to 10 and easily comes under so i like the best bet under here um and i don't want to play that side you can uh, add me to the best bet i left off because again i looked at the screen and many places very very few places even had a total up but i am seeing 45 is rj is that what you're going under 45 right now we're playing 45 okay well i'm gonna go under as well because with it being a must win for both teams and both teams defenses much better than their offenses i I made the total 37 and a half so probably should have put down an underplay probably should have realized it would have been that uh, i didn't think it'd be that high i I was thinking it probably this total would be a 40 and a half so i I think it's it's definitely a best bet for me as well okay i mean if i'll happily throw that in there do we think pete would like the under in this game yes Okay, then let's take the under as the third leg of the parlay. Because what we've seen from Baltimore, um, and I've actually had Baltimore as a best bet at minus 11 because what they're doing right now with their offense and and letting um, Lamar Jackson run, he's cranked up his rushing the last five, four or five games. I mean, he's, he's really starting to get loose. Didn't have a ton of yards last week, um, but didn't need to. And I think against New York – who, you know, has been a try-hard team all season long, he'll be able to get out there and annihilate them rushing the football. He'll, they'll cut J.K. Dobbins loose. New York's been good against the run, but not great. And I think, you know, I just think this could be a big-time Lamar game. And what we've seen for the Ravens, too, this year is that they have snuffed out some really bad teams. And they will get up 21-3 to on you and just lean on you with the run but they haven't been entirely explosive this year. And so I think for that reason, the under is a pretty good play here. Let's make it part of the parlay. So we have- another, another uh, good reason for that Baltimore is, is a big coaching mismatch in this game. Huge. New York fans are not happy with Joe judge because there's no consistency in this offense. What do we want to do? Do we want to play fast? Do we want to play slow. Do we want to run? Do we, they don't know what they wanted. They have no identity on offense whatsoever. Baltimore should win this game and cover and stand to the total. Yeah, if we, I mean, this, get, if we can get Freddie Kitchens calling plays again, I think we can uh, assume Giants are going to score negative points somehow. I mean, what are you doing? You give the ball to Freddie Kitchens? Like, hey, buddy, you, why don't you take care of this? You should be fine uh, calling plays. I mean, get, get out of town. 
Um, yeah, so I got the Ravens as the best bet. We'll throw the under in the parlay. So that gives us the Rams Texans. plus one and a half, the Texans minus eight, and the Ravens under 45. That is the pick six podcast parlay. Falcons at Chiefs, Chiefs minus 10 and a half. RJ over under 54. I have an under on this one as well. Under is 12 and four when the Chiefs are a 10 point favorite since 2014. Wow. Andy Reid is comfortable getting a big lead and sitting on it. That Atlanta offense showed up last week after an eight and two run on unders in Atlanta games and uh, they went over for the first time. I think they regress. They're not an offense you can count on to be, be good week to week. They just have so much inconsistency there. Uh, the Casey's defense is solid versus a uh, pass. Uh, they're 13th in DVOA, seventh in net yards per attempt. And we know Atlanta can't run the ball. I mean, they're turning to Edo Smith at this point as their lead runner, um, because they're running game is so bad um, and uh, Chiefs defense last in red zone success rate so that would be my issue is that if Atlanta gets down they could score touchdowns but Atlanta's offense ranks 30th in that same category so it's not like touchdowns are a given that you know throw young way who out and, and kick some field goals and we're easily hitting the under here so I think Chiefs are cruising toward a buy as well I think if they are up you can maybe think about reducing some snaps for key guys like what well, are you going to get Travis Kelty Kelsey injured in the fourth quarter of a game you're up 10 I don't I don't know why that makes sense um, so uh, yeah, give me, give me the under here. 54 seems a little bit too high. I'd probably make it at least three or four points lower. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, below what the total is not enough to have a play, but I, you know, agree with the reasoning. I, I like the Falcons in the games. I think Kansas city has a big letdown. They just beat the saints with Drew Brees and they have a two game lead over Buffalo for the number one seed with two to go. So I think they feel pretty comfortable knowing they're a 10 point favorite in this game, thinking that, uh, uh, they win this week and then rest everybody next week. But uh, uh, Atlanta has played well. They've, they've played hard for their coach. Uh, I think that they want uh, Ryan Morris to be the head coach. The way they played for him, it seems that way. They, they couldn't hold Tampa down in the second half last week, but at least they came to play and they got the lead early. And um, they have enough talent to hang around, I think, in this game, just the fact that, you know, Kansas City goes through the motions here, I, I think. so. Um, but then uh, neither one, I don't have a big advantage on either one because the line has moved. This one opened 13 and it's down to wow. 10 and a half. I sure would have liked, loved to have had the 13 and under 54. Um, there are still 54s out there in the total. So this could be worth a correlated parlay Falcons to the under. Ooh, that's kind of spicy. The one, the one thing I do agree though is like we've seen, and that's why I don't think you can take the Chiefs is like, I, I think about that. Um, I think it was two, either last year or two years ago, it was like a Raiders Chiefs game late in the year and Raiders are eliminated and the Chiefs are up, uh, like 21 points and, Andy Reid's just running the pound of the football and they're just running it, running it. And like, and then Oakland has a chance to go down and he's not going to, he doesn't rub it in anybody's face. He doesn't want to rack up the score. He doesn't want to blow anybody out. I mean, you know, he'll, he'll put up points and he'll get, you know, he'll, he'll score on you, but he allows teams to come back on him because he's sort of a respectful coach. Andy Reid sort of needs a mean streak to just run the score up on somebody. And the Chiefs have been involved in like seven straight one score games. They're just not blowing anybody out. They're playing with fire this year. It may burn him in the playoffs. We'll see. They shouldn't be a ten and a half point favorite. They'll probably be up by fourteen points at some point in this game. But I think the Falcons will find a way to storm through the back door, whether it's with Russell Gage or, or Calvin Ridley catching a touchdown. Bears minus seven and a half at the Jaguars. RJ over under forty seven. This is the second half of my teaser. I can't lay seven and a half with the Bears. I don't care how good that offense is playing. I don't care that they're playing a terrible Jaguars team. I still don't trust Mitchell Trubisky laying that many points on the road. I'm happy laying one and a half, though, if you want to tease them down. So teaser for uh, Bears minus one and a half and Rams plus seven and a half for me this week. That offense has been playing well, but it's been some awful defenses that they've played, and Jaguars are 31st in DVOA on defense. So um, you get another one here. And that Jaguars offense briefly had life a few weeks back, but zero success against another good defense last week. I don't know that they can come out 
not be successful against the Bears. We don't even know who's starting a quarterback, I think, at this point of the, the week. It sounds like Minshew and Glennon are both getting snaps. So I think the Jaguars are just a mess right now. Can't feel Gray laying more than a touchdown, though, with Chicago on the road because you could get 16 to 10, and that offense just craters. So I'm just going to tease it down. I'm right on the number uh, side end total, so this will be one I'll 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 pass on. Uh, no play for me. Yeah, uh, this is a, you don't don't bet on this with Trubisky unless like at laying a touchdown or more. That's in that's that's crazy talk. I mean, the Bears could. I think if there is a play here, and it might be too high, but they've been hitting four weeks in a row, which is why it'll be high. David Montgomery over rushing yards. He's the only healthy running back there for Chicago. He's going to get the rock twenty plus times. Uh, he sees a, if you can do rushing receiving, that's not terrible either because he has a crazy target share, given that he's the only running back out there. Jacksonville is awful against the run. The Bears will lean on him. Um, and I think, uh, he's, he's gonna be like the most popular player in DFS this week. So uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. Hard to, hard to bet on this game. If the Jaguar, I just don't know that the Jaguars will try and score. They have the number one pick in their back pocket. Why would they? I mean, I know teams don't tank, but I mean, if I'm ownership, I'm calling Doug Marone and like, listen, you put your worst quarterback on the field this week or you're fired. End of story. Like we want and, Trevor Lawrence, you know? And, and run, run, pass. <laughs> yeah, run, run, run. Yeah. Third and ten pass. Game plan. It's, yeah. it looks here. It's like, this is a print out of the Tecmo Bowl plays. It's like, yeah, it is. Run, run, pass. And that's all you get. He's Panthers, fired anyway, though. I don't think you can threaten him with, you know, do this or you're fired. You know, you're fired a week early, I guess, but uh, he's yeah, like, true. He ain't coming back anyway. Also, Doug Marone's like, cool, that was my game plan anyway. Run, run, pass, and play with a bad quarterback. <laughs> uh, Panthers at Washington. Ew. The Ron Rivera revenge game highlighted by the fact that Dwayne Haskins, the only healthy quarterback for the Washington football team, left the loss, a loss to Seattle in which he played like absolute dog crap. He Again, he's the only healthy quarterback on the roster. His coach just beat cancer this year, and he left the football game and went to a strip club on Sunday night after losing a football game. He celebrated a strip club in a pandemic without a mask on, not that you need to wear a mask in a strip club. It sort of seems redundant at that point anyway, but he did it, and he got caught doing it on social media. How dumb can you be? What a moral on and he's still going to play because the Washington football team has nobody else healthy and they're handling it internally. They find him and not going to take away his snaps or anything like that. And somehow Washington is a two and a half point favorite at home against the Panthers. What, what a world we live in RJ. Yeah, I would lean to the Panthers because of all that that you said. And I think that they're still going to play hard for, for Matt Rule. This isn't a situation where you can check out because you don't know if your coach is going to be back. I mean, they're building something there. And I think that they want to close the season strong. Um, so it's hard to judge motivation for eliminated teams, but that's one that I would, I would be a little bit better with. And I just don't trust anything with Washington at all with that offense. Um, not knowing, you know, how the quarterback situation shakes out. Maybe Alex Smith is healthy enough and Haskins doesn't play. It's, I just don't know what's going on there. Uh, Washington's been a strong underplay, eight and two to the under in their last 10. With their quarterback issues, 44 and a half seems a little high. Um, so I would, I, I did have best bet under 44 and a half at one point, but I was getting a little too, you know, total heavy on, on this card and not enough spread. So I took one of my totals out and it was this one. Um, so I, I'm just a strong, strong lean to the under 44 and a half. I lean to the right. Uh, I'm sorry. I lean right, to right. the Panthers. <laughs> at this I said I said a team that doesn't even have the same nickname. Um, I don't know where I got that from, but. You know, Ron Rivera will obviously want this game uh, more for winning the division than beating his old team, but he would love to beat his old team. But I've seen this situation many times 
the old team is going up against the old coach. They play hard against that guy. They really do every time. So that's not, I don't think, going to be a factor in this game. I think Carolina um, offensively with Teddy Bridgewater getting points here um, is, is in a good spot. I made Carolina one and a half point favorite. I didn't put anything on my sheet again because very few lines up around because not knowing the quarterback situation for the Redskins. My number was actually with Smith in at Carolina one and a half. So I'm going to make Carolina three and a half in the game. If, if Haskins plays, uh, um, I think that's a good play on the uh, Panthers. And I think they're a good teaser team. Get them up over eight and a half points. Cause it could be a low scoring game. Washington ain't blowing anybody out. Um, I do like JD McKissick and, uh, Terry McLaurin props in this spot. McLaurin was very disappointing last week. They didn't target him a ton. McKissick. I mean, Dude has like 25 catches in the last three weeks out of the running back spot. So you could certainly see him put up some, some numbers there as well. And, uh, Kenny, by the way, I'll let you just pay Pete. You, your, your punishment for the, uh, for the, the R, R word swear jar can just be to pay Pete for my division losses. By the way, uh, part of me and Pete's bet is that if the team we each pick doesn't win the division, it's a no bet. So I'm a big Browns fan the next two weeks. Like, go Colts, go Browns, and uh, all of a sudden that nullifies half of it. Merry Christmas, Pete. Uh, anyway. What's your plan for the other half? Do you just hope a spaceship comes down and takes out Aaron Rodgers and they cancel the Packers season? Yeah, 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 forfeit the bet. Yeah, no, I told Pete I'll pay him when I see him in person the next time. 2023. Uh, so our parlay, the Pick 6 Podcast parlay, Rams plus one and a half, Texans minus eight, and the Giants, Ravens under 45. This feels like a winner. We are due. Uh, we haven't hit one since they announced the podcast parlay pick em contest. It's open from Tuesday through Sunday. William Hill and CBSSports.com, uh, joined forces our buddies at William Hill to create CBS, to create the part podcast parlay pick them contest. Go to cbsports.com slash parlay. Pick your best five teams against the spread. We give away a thousand dollars guaranteed every week. Odds are provided of course by William Hill. Uh, hit almost hit it. I've, I've been one team short the last two weeks of hitting mine since Kenny hung around the whole contest. We'll let him pick which team gets eliminated. Um, I'm going to name six teams, Kenny against the spread. You pick one to take out. Okay. Rams. Plus one and a half, Texans minus eight, Eagles minus two and a half, Browns minus nine, Colts plus one and a half, Ravens minus eleven. Taking out the Colts. All right, that was easy. I thought I like you- the Steelers. RJ, which team would you have taken out? Oh man, um, I, I checked out a little. I definitely, I, think I liked a lot of them. Uh, I like the Colts, so. Uh, um, maybe the Ravens at minus 11. Browns is a little shaky. To me. Last team you heard. <laughs> Browns is a little shaky. Ravens a little shaky. Just huge spreads. But uh, I'd probably take out the Ravens. Okay, fair enough. Um, I don't blame you for checking out. Here's the recap really quickly. Pete's best bets. The Jets, the Bucks over. The Texans, the Rams, the Chargers, Broncos over. The Steelers. Kenny has the Dolphins and Raiders over. Steelers, Browns, Rams, Titans, Packers over. Bills, Patriots over, Texans, and the Giants, Ravens under. RJ has the Texans, the Packers, the Raiders, Giants, Baltimore under, Atlanta, KC under, Philly, Dallas over, and a teaser with the Bears and the Rams to make the Bears minus one and a half and the Rams plus seven and a half. Obviously, those are key numbers if you're doing that teaser don't want three or, or, or six and a half. I've got the Packers over, the Ravens minus 11, Colts minus one and a half, Rams plus one and a half, and the Browns under 47. Uh, throw Houston in there for me as well, since that's part of our parlay. Houston minus eight. Uh, and that's it. 
that's the show. Kenny, thanks for doing the whole thing. Yeah, I'm gonna, have to take, I'm gonna have to go take a nap now. I'm not used to working this long. <laughs> I know. This is my third consecutive podcast in Devos too. We uh we had to record all of them so we could go celebrate for the holidays. You're listening to this after the holidays. So I hope everyone's having a great Christmas. Have a safe weekend for RJ and Kenny. I'm Will. See you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.